This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible, and we do appreciate those of you who are watching today. No, likely we have those watching today for the very first time, and I would like to welcome you to our telecast. We have those who watch every time we come on the air. We're on twice a day, five days a week, and we have those that watch us every time we come on the air, regardless of what time they have to get up to watch the program. We appreciate your interest in the Bible and supporting in your, by watching, getting to know your Bible. Now today on our telecast, we're going to go back to the Old Testament for a, sto- for a, a lesson that is found in the book of Daniel. And our lesson is entitled, Weighed in the Balance. Weighed in the Balance. I hope that you'll stay tuned as we discuss this story from the Old Testament and give you some modern day applications of it. Now, on Getting to Know Your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. And I'd like to emphasize that this course is free. We do not charge for this course. As a matter of fact, we do not charge for anything that we offer on Getting to Know Your Bible. We want you to have the course. There are many, many people in the United States and across the world that are studying this Bible course. We'd like for you to be a participant in it as well. And in order that you might know more about the course, that you might know how to receive the course, let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I want to read a very short passage of Scripture from the book of Daniel, chapter 5, And I'd like to read verse 27. You have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. The history of Belshazzar is a very short one. He burst on the stage suddenly and then he just seems to disappear. He gave a feast where there was drinking and the praising of the gods of gold and brass and silver and the like. And while they were sitting in that feast, in that banquet, the the finger of a man's hand appeared on the wall. And it began to write on the wall. He turned pale and his knees began to shake. He called in the wise men, and they were not able to give him the interpretation of the writing on the wall. 
And then Daniel was called in. And he was able to interpret the writing. And he told the king his reign was finished. He said, you're weighed in the balances and found wanting. And that night his blood mingled with the wine in the banquet hall. He indeed was weighed in the balances and found wanting. That which was true of Belshazzar is true of us all. One day we shall be weighed by God Almighty. But the question remains, when we're weighed in the balances, will we be found wanting? What will weigh us? Well, let me tell you that by which we shall not be weighed. Those who live in the Christian age will not be weighed by the Ten Commandments. Jesus said he did not come to destroy the law in Matthew chapter 5 and 17. But on the other hand, he came to fulfill it. And indeed, Jesus Christ did fulfill that law. He fulfilled the prophecies and the predictions that had been made by, in the Old Testament concerning him. And we're not living by the law of which the Ten Commandments were a part. We're living now in the Christian age and under the gospel of Christ. John 1.17 says that the law came by Moses, but, the, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No, we're not going to be judged by that law. We shall not be weighed by what the social circle is doing. You see, social acceptance is not going to balance the scale in our life. We're not going to be weighed by the feelings of our hearts. Proverbs 14 and 12 tells us that there's a way that seems right to a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. Nor shall we be weighed by just living a good moral life. Oh, we recommend that you live a good moral life. But in the final analysis, it will take a great deal more than that because you're not going to be weighed just because you're a good moral person. Cornelius was a good moral man. Acts chapter 10 tells us that he was a man that feared God with all of his house, gave much alms to the people. His prayers went up as a memorial before God. But it was Peter who came to the house of Cornelius to tell Cornelius and his household what they needed to do to be saved. Acts 11 of verse 14. A good moral man? Yes. But it was going to take a great deal more than morality to save his soul. It would take Jesus. And we're not going to be weighed by what the crowd is doing. Sometimes people will say, well, everybody else is doing it this way or that way. But we're not going to be weighed by what other people do or do not do. We shall be weighed by God's standard by God's scale. Well, what is that? Well, in Romans, the second chapter, in verse 16, 
Paul said of the day when God shall judge the secrets of men according to my gospel. You see, we will be judged by the gospel that Paul preached. We'll be judged by the words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In John chapter 12 and verse 48, Jesus said, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my word hath one that judgeth him. Though the word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. You see, we're going to be weighed by God's scale. And God's scale, His Word, is complete. For indeed, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Everything that God wants us to know, everything that God wants us to do to please Him and to be ready for eternity is revealed in the Bible. God's scale is complete. And God's scale is accurate. We are sure that the judgment of God shall be according to truth, Paul wrote in the second chapter of Romans. There is no mistake that God is going to make when He begins to weigh the lives of men. His scale will be according to truth. And God's scale is impartial. In Romans, the second chapter, in verse 11, the Bible says that there is no respect of persons with God. We are so accustomed to people showing respect of persons or partiality that it might be difficult for us to conceive of God's impartiality. But God will not be swayed by one's position in life. He, he will not be swayed by one's knowledge. He will not be swayed by one's money. One is not, God is not going to be swayed by the area of the world in which an individual may have lived because God is going to weigh people in an impartial scale. And God's scale, His Word, is indestructible. In Matthew chapter 24 and verse 35, Jesus said, Heaven and earth shall pass away but my word shall not pass away. Peter wrote about the word of God in 1 Peter chapter 1. and verse 23, he said, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. And he said the, the, the word of God is not going to ever be destroyed. It is an indestructible book. So God's scale is that by which we shall be weighed, that is, by His Word. It is complete, it is accurate, it is impartial, and it is indestructible. But let me ask you a question. Who eventually will be weighed in God's scale? Now, Belshazzar was going to be weighed and found warning. Who else is going to be weighed? All people one day will be. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 10, Paul wrote, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone must receive the things done in his body according to done, whether it be good or whether it be evil. All people are going to be weighed. And that simply means that Adam and Eve are going to be there. 
That means that King Saul is going to be there, that Abraham is going to be there, that Moses is going to be there, Abraham Lincoln is going to be there, George Washington is going to be there, Hitler's going to be there. All people who have ever lived are going to be there. All people will appear before God and their lives are going to be weighed in His scale, that is, by His Word. All nations are going to be there. All the people of all the nations of earth are going to be there. Listen to Jesus in Matthew chapter 25, beginning in verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in His glory with His holy angels, then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory. And before Him shall be gathered all nations, and He shall separate them, that is, all those nations, and all the people of those nations, as a shepherd divides the sheep from the goats. And He will set the sheep on the right hand, and the goats on the left. Who will be weighed? All will be. All nations will be. Not only that, religious frauds will be. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said, beginning in verse 21, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. But I shall profess unto them, I never knew you. You see, there are going to be those that are going to be weighed on that day who never were known by the Lord. Did they do things in the name of religion? Absolutely. Did they pretend to be uh, servants of the Lord, absolutely. But they were frauds, and they're going to be weighed. Pretenders will be weighed on that day. All sham will be stripped away. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 14, Solomon said that God will bring every work into judgment with every secret thing. You see, all the things of our lives will then be brought into judgment. And those who are young people are going to be weighed. Youth will be weighed. God is going to bring everything that all of us have ever done into the judgment. Members of the church of Christ will be, will be weighed. And there will be those who live the faithful Christian life and will come to the end of life prepared. And on the other hand, there will be those who played games with God, pretending to be a Christian, pretending to be religious, pretending to be a disciple of Christ, but they played the double game with God, and they will meet Him in the scale of judgment in an unprepared state. All people of all ages are going to be weighed by the Lord. Even those who did not even believe in God will be weighed. You know, there are those that do not believe in God. They say God doesn't exist. 
But they're going to be weighed by the Lord one day. It was David who wrote in Psalms 14:1, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. A person would have to be morally and spiritually senseless to make the declaration that God does not exist. In James, the second chapter, verse 19, we're told that the devils also believe and tremble. There aren't any atheists in torment because now they know God is. But the point is they're going to be weighed by the Lord and the gospel rejecter will be weighed. Those who reject the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, to your trouble rest with us. Well, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, to taking vengeance on them who know not God and obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. The point is all people of all ages and all walks of life one day are going to be weighed. I wish there was a way that I could impress upon you of being prepared for that event. Now Belshazzar was told, Thou art weighed in the balances and you're found wanting. There is a way that you can keep from being found wanting when you stand before the Lord at last. Could, could I ask you in a personal way, are you ready right now to be weighed by the Lord? Are you ready to step up into God's scale of, of judgment and let God begin to examine your life in light of His divine Word? Well, somebody says, no, Brother Lambert, I'm not quite ready right now, but, and someday I, I'm going to get around to, 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 to preparing for that event in my life because I know right now that, that I'm, not, I'm not right with God. My friend, the time to prepare is now. Not tomorrow, not next year, but right now. Are you saved? Somebody says, well, Brother Lambert, I, I, I'm not sure. Well, if you're not sure, don't you want to be sure? Are you saved? And are you ready to be weighed by the Lord? You see, you can be saved. And you can be sure so that when it comes your time to stand before God in the final hour that all will be well with you. Well, someone says, well, how, how can I be sure? 
And how can I know that I'm ready to be weighed? Well, first of all, you need to understand that you're lost without Jesus. A man that doesn't have Jesus in his life is in a lost state. In the second chapter of Ephesians, Paul is writing to these people who at one time were dead in sin. They were living in sin. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1 and following. And then in verse 12 he says, And that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, without hope, and without God in the world. I can't think of a more miserable state for a person to be in, to be without Christ, to be without God, and to be without hope. And so, in order to know what to do to be saved, you have to understand that you're lost, lost in your sins. Secondly, in order to be ready to stand before God on that day, you need to know Jesus died to save you. You need to know that greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Jesus laid down his life for you. And then third, you need to know what to do to be saved. Now, if you know you're lost, you know Jesus died to save you, and you know what to do to be saved, then you know enough to be right with God and to be ready to meet him in the after a while. Somebody says, well, Brother Lambert, I'm just not certain about that third thing you mentioned, and that is, what must I do to be saved? Well, then I'd have you to take your Bibles and turn to the second chapter of Acts, and what we would like to do from the second chapter of Acts, learn what people did in the Bible in the first century to prepare to meet God in the final hour, so that when they stood in that scale of balance, that all would be well with their souls. I'm reading now from the second chapter of Acts, beginning in verse number 36. Therefore, let all of the house of Israel know assuredly that, that God hath made this Jesus whom you crucified both Lord and Christ. So Peter is the, is the spokesman here, and Peter is telling these people gathered in the city of Jerusalem that the one that they crucified was none other than the Lord, and he was Christ. Now, verse 37. Now, when they heard this, when they heard the sermon Peter had preached. When they learned that the one that they had crucified was the Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, now look at it in your Bible, verse 37, men and brethren, what shall we do? What are we going to do to be saved? Well, what are we going to do to be ready when we stand, step up into that scale to be weighed by the Lord on the day of judgment? What must I do to be saved? Now, verse 38 contains the answer to the question asked in verse 37. 
Then Peter said to them, Repent. Don't you believe that the people who crucified Jesus ought to repent of their sins? Absolutely. But you see, you and I are also guilty of his death because he would not have died had it not been for our sins as well. The fact is all people should repent. So he says, repent. Anything else? He says, let every one of you be baptized. How many of us? Every one of you. Everyone should be baptized. Let every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ. That is, by the authority of Christ. So what is the answer? Men and brethren, what shall we do? What's, that's the question. What is the answer? So far, repent and let every one of you be baptized. That's what you're to do in the name of Christ. Now, why should you repent? And why should you be baptized? For the remission of sins. Oh, in order that I might have remission of sins, I'm to repent and be baptized. If you were to put that passage in the form of of a mathematical equation, it would be repentance plus baptism equals remission of sins. Someone says, well, I thought that it, when it says for the remission of sins that that meant because your sins were already forgiven. Well, if that's the case, then you're repenting because your sins have already forgiven. And that, that would not fly, would it? That would not be true. Let's just read it just exactly like Peter said it. Let repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Have you ever done that? You, you say, well, Brother Lambert, I believe in Jesus. That's wonderful. But have you, have you ever, as a believer in Jesus Christ, are you willing to repent of your sins? Oh, you said, Brother Lambert, I'm willing to repent of my sins. I know my sins against God, and I'm so sorry, and I want to change. Well, would you be willing to be baptized, to be saved, so that on the day of judgment, that all would be well with your soul? I would urge you to do that today. You obey the gospel, and the Lord then will save your soul. And according to verse 47, you'll be added to his church, to his family. And you worship with the saints on the Lord's day, and then you live the Christian life seven days a week, serving him daily, Luke 9, 23. And when it comes your time to leave this old world, all will be well with your soul. Weighed in the balance, don't be found wanting. In the closing moments, let me invite you to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 
Summerdale, Alabama, 36580 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.